wanted to first thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the QAD Customer Podcast. If you have not already, please, please, please hop into Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you uh, consume your podcasts and leave a review. This really helps us distribute the podcast to a broader audience and provide more value to the QAD space. Uh, We're excited for this particular interview today. Uh, This episode is a part of a series of interviews of QAD users. The podcast today is presented by PixDocLib, a longtime partner of QAD providing automation software for the back office. Be sure to check out our webinar series on doclivewebinar.com. Today's guest is Lisa from Cummins Auto. Cummins is certainly familiar to you all, uh, and Lisa provides a look under the hood, if you will, uh, on what has made her commit to this great enterprise and why she finds Cummins to be such a wonderful place to work. I've spoken with thousands of people in various accounting departments, and one of the recurring themes, unfortunately, across various businesses in different industries is the turnover in the accounting department, especially especially accounts payable. I want to encourage you to take some of the insights Lisa gives and quickly implement them into your department to make sure you keep A-level hires like Lisa happy and committed to your organization. Thanks, guys. Let's jump in. Welcome to the QAD Customer Podcast. Today, I have Lisa Stewart with me from Cummins Auto and excited to dive in to her experience at Cummins Auto and um, understand a little bit more about what uh, Cummins has done to utilize QAD and various ERP systems and uh, excited to jump right in. Lisa, thanks for being on. Appreciate it. That's not a problem. I hope I can be helpful. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. So, give me a little background on yourself. Where are you from? You know, where in the United States are you located, and get and maybe a little bit of a background on your career as well. That's not a problem. I'm originally from Chicago, but currently I reside in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, which is about thirty minutes south of Nashville. Been here about fifteen years. I got transferred here with um, Red Lobster. I did twenty-two years as a restaurant manager, and then um, I decided that. That was about enough time to spend in the restaurant industry and then decided to actually go and use um, another level of my degree, a degree in finance. So I got into the financial side and I've been doing that for about eight years. And I've now been with coming, I want to say officially a solid three years um, on the 11th of May. Wow, great. Well, congrats. That's pretty recent. Three years. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're a, a Bachelor fan or if you listen, if you watched the Listen to Your Heart, but my uh, <laughs> wife is very, very into that. And they were in Nashville for the season finale last night. So that's fun. That <laughs> it's a fun is. Town. I hope she had a great time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, tell me a little bit more about your current role. You mentioned you're in, in finance, have a degree in finance. Tell me about the role at Cummins and what that kind of looks like uh, as a part of your team there. I'm part of um, a team in our accounts receivable department, and um, I reconciled um, the accounts for um, pretty much our 
our regular consumers that are um, that go through our distributors. So we work with a lot of people that are doing trucking and also doing a lot of things with generators. So you look at schools, hospitals, churches, banks, any place that would use a generator to be able to continue running. They are a large source of our income, and I help reconcile their accounts with getting servicing and 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 purchasing parts and and even the um, the generators. Oh, great. Okay. So what what is like kind of the name of that division or what are, what kind of incumbents? It's called CSNNA. So that would break down to um, Coming Sales and Service North America. Okay. Very nice. Okay. And then tell me about the team that you're a part of. So what how does how does that kind of break down as far as the the back office is concerned? We take care of all of um, pretty much North America. So when people, let's just say that um, you have a a large business, maybe you're manufacturing, let's say, face masks. And um, to keep your business up and going, you need to be able to make sure that you have generators in case the electricity goes out. You contact us. We come out, give you a bid. And then we install your generator, set you up with a service plan to maintain the generator. And um, we would come out and make sure that the generators are serviced. Any parts that you would need, we would help you with. Uh, We also do quite a bit with the trucking industry also. So, um, you know, people that are are in freight logistics, they use us to be able to service their their large um, trucks, bus systems. Um, you know, you're looking at, you know, your metro rails um, and buses mm. and trains. We come out and service those. So anything that has to do with an engine, that's what we specialize in. My role would be taking a look at the invoices that would come in, um, make sure that they have the correct um, POs, the invoices are correct, reach out to your purchasing department to make sure that everything is in line, and then secure payment on the account and make sure that everything is correct. Wow. Very nice. Great. So um, it's a good segue kind of into some of the software you know, products that you use to accomplish that. Obviously, this is QAD customer podcast. So, you know, the, looking at the QAD or the ERP systems that are used at a $23.6 billion company like Cummins, I'm sure there's a wide variety of products used uh, for various you know, components of the manufacturing process, back office, uh, you know, project management, even service, as you mentioned, doing direct service for your customers. So let's dive into a little bit about the ERP history or what the software products that you use to uh, accomplish, you know, your tasks day to day. Give me a little bit of a breakdown on what's used there. Mostly I use a lot of the um, accounting software. They seem like they're internal systems where we have a system that is called Storm that allows us to be able to pull up a person's account and be able to check the invoicing system on there, um, their payment history, um, be able to, to look at seeing if they have any refunds. We also have another system called BMS. And um, it's pretty much the same thing. It's a much older system, but it's more timely. So anytime that they actually generate an invoice or make a payment in real time, I'm able to go in and be able to take a look and see what's happening on the account at that point and, and give an update on what's happening. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. 
So those are the two primary systems that, of course, that we use. And, um, of course, you know, you're, you're doing a lot of emailing and, and telephone calls. For the, um, the system that you're, you're actually describing that you work with, I'm not sure how that, you know, generates into our segment and if we're actually using it or if I'm just um, at a, a level that I'm not a participant in it. But I couldn't say more than that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So what, how do you see software as kind of an enabler for, you know, what you do every day? Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure even in the restaurant industry, some of the processes and the, um, you know, the various uh, steps that you have to take in the business are relatively manual. And in, in some cases, oftentimes with, you know, manufacturing companies um, on the back office side, a- a- AR, not as much AP. We see it a lot where there's a lot of manual process associated with it. Um, I'm curious how, you know, a playlist of applications or software products, how that has enabled you and, and the rest of your team there to work efficiently and, and maybe, um, you know, provide upper management or, you know, your direct management reporting, things along those lines. If you could kind of speak to that a little bit, that'd be great. Well, our systems are, are pretty much paperless, which I absolutely enjoy. We can be able to go in and be able to take a look at the, the invoicing, the parts, be able to look at the customer accounts, where it's set up. Everything is, is truly computerized. And that's why I'm able to work from home at this point in time, because it's not that we have to go to a file system, pull up an actual paperwork, take a look, sit down at our desk, and then be able to make copies, send that over fax, scan. This is all done pretty much within an email system that um, it's been scanned into our system. Anything that has been generated that's paperwork, but automatically at the branch level, when a sales occurs, that point of purchase of whether it's um, a sale of a part, a service, um, or even a contract, that is all done within our system. So I can pull up and take a look at where they are in the actual process and let the customer know exactly what I'm seeing on my side, make sure it's, you know, equivalent to what they're seeing, work out any difficulties that they might be having with any adjustments that need to be made, whether that's from the contract, the initial invoice, pricing discrepancies, credits that need to be done because of maybe parts that are defective, anything that is incorrect, we can make adjustments then, get a credit out, and be able to match it in the system so there's accuracy on a person's account. That also translates over into our reporting systems for our management. Um, Some of these generators, I'm quite sure you can imagine, can cost over, you know, um, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So you're just not talking right. about, you know, saying, oh, this is just $30 discrepancy. No, we're, we're looking at, you know, quarter of a quarter of million dollars to where that that's going to raise somebody's eyebrows as a CEO on what might be happening mm-hmm. on account. So we can be able to present all the documentation in emails on reports. So if there is a question on what's happening on an account, we can go in, take a look, even look at the timely payments when they're coming in and the what's been negotiated into the contract for when the payments should be coming in and what should be getting paid at what time. That's great. What does the reporting look like for you all? 
our reporting pretty much is 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 simple. It's if there's a discrepancy because there's um it's on the accounting side. And so you're trying to make sure that your balance sheet is always, you know, coming up, you know, pluses and minuses on your credits and debits. They should always look equal to zero because you're balancing those out. If mm-hmm. there is a discrepancy, then we're able to go into the actual line item and be able to describe what might be the pro- what's happening on that, that we made to make adjustments in our general ledger. Or if there's um, a credit that we need to be able to to give and it's going to be offset at a later point in time on the P&L, um, if they, we are waiting for um, something to where we're going to be um, carrying this on our books over a period of time. So we're going to be taking off the um, the expense of carrying this on their accounts and, and how long that's going to impact, especially cash is king right now. You know, when, when we're expecting the cash to come in. So the asset sides as we're continuing to do business, our banking systems and financial institutions will have an understanding of um, how our cash is carrying over. And, and we can continue to get funded for helping out our customers. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and, and you've uh, you've touched on a little bit. That was one one topic that I definitely wanted to talk a little bit about. I mean, it's kind of the elephant in the room in, in every conversation right now with the global pandemic going on and how companies are able to adapt um, and be agile uh, when it comes to you know handling some of the requirements associated with such a you know, an enormous change in our day-to-day work. Um, So you mentioned that, you know, it's a paperless process, which is helpful. How have you seen communication and uh, efficiency, you know, be handled with your organization and and with your role specifically as a result of some of the, you know, restrictions that are in place right now? We are still working from home and we're looking at really consolidating a lot of our systems to make it a little bit easier as we're handling things at home and and how we're reaching out to people and making that less of a a timely um, process. We we used to have probably more divisions across the United States. We've now broken that down to only three divisions. So the, the amount of people that we're reaching out to has been consolidated, hoping for a much more smoother and efficient ride on how we're doing everything. I also do know that they're going to be making some adjustments in our computer systems. Uh, they haven't gotten more, too detailed about that as of yet on how that's going to affect our role, but they have said there are going to be changes that are upcoming. Yeah, that's that's good. Good to to be agile, and I, I can I can tell even in your description of those two kind of cornerstone products that you use, you know, from a functional standpoint for AR that um, you know it's a it's an important components to being agile with whatever you know is thrown at you all, uh, especially in lieu of the current situation here. Um, how has communication? Uh, Ben, has that, you know, what sort of tools do you use for that other than, you know, standard email or is it really kind of dedicated to that and still learning a little bit how to communicate in a distributed or remote environment? Well, just how we're having our conversation right now, we have also other things that we use, such as Skype meetings that you're able to look at and share screens. We also use Zoom. So those have always been a part of our system, um, even when we were in the office, to be able to, because, you know, sometimes you can have office buildings to where you're having 
three people in different offices in the same city. And it's much easier to be able to have a conversation on your computer at your desk than trying to pull someone into an actual conference room and having the same thing when you can do it, you know, in the same way, which we're doing right now, sharing screens and having conversations and being able to update things without being in transit. Yeah, that makes sense. Have you found that you've been more efficient uh, remote or less efficient? You know, some people that, especially with those with uh, young kids, they become, I forget what uh, one of my partners, business partners just mentioned the other day, a reluctant home educator, I think, (laughs) Um, (laughs) is what she called herself. But uh, how how has it been, uh, you know, kind of working from home? And, and as far as efficiency and, and getting your, your work done every day, how's that been? I actually really enjoy it. I really do. Um, you know, it's much easier to roll out of bed and be in your pajamas mm-hmm. and get started on something mm-hmm. instead of starting your, you know, normally you have to start your day two hours before you even get into the office and that causes stress. And so, you know, with being able to wake up fresh, there's not the stress of what's happened in my house before I've had to get out of my house, along with what happens in transit. Um, and before you even get into the office and then you're supposed to walk in with a smile and saying, hi, how are you today? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, you know, that that translates into me when I'm working with my customers being a lot more, I think, um, patient and willing Mm -hmm. to do a little bit more and take the extra steps because you haven't had those extra steps taken out of you already. You know, you've already, you're, you're already fresh and it's just like, you you haven't, you haven't taken me down yet. We can do this. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely hear that. I'm sure, uh, you know, especially on back office finance, AP or AR, especially when you're, you know, facing customers or suppliers, uh, both, you know, there, it can be a pretty grueling, taxing uh role you know that not it's it's uh probably not surprising for you to hear that many people feel as though you know uh, their suppliers their customers don't necessarily treat them the way that they may treat them you know at a dinner party or something <laughs> so uh might be a little bit easier the comfort of your home, own home I, I i get that for sure so tell me a little bit about um, kind of where, you know, you're hoping to go in your career and, and, you know, and kind of explain about, you know, maybe you, know, you, so you pivoted out of restaurants, went into finance, what's kind of the future hold for you in your career? Well, I am hoping to be able to retire from Cummins, um, especially with our, our, our change in, in work right now. This completely fits exactly where I would like to go with having a, a much calmer, peaceful life. As far as specifically career, I'm very satisfied with where I am right now. I'm really reaching out more into the community aspect of helping Cummins. Uh, We do a lot within the community to be able to support, um, you know, where we are and and really trying to encourage um, people in the STEM system for the schools for people to go into mathematics, engineering. You never have enough people that are going into those roles. And it's very challenging to be able to get that kind of talent because, you know, research and development and being able to continue to be on the cutting edge is what's going to make it coming stride. And, And knowing that we're part of the community, we're trusted and exposing, you know, a lot of the the young adults and parents to what we're doing, how we're doing it, and how we affect 
every single thing that they do because a lot of times people don't will hear Cummins and they automatically think you know trucks and it's just like yeah. yes we do the trucks yes we do but yeah. you'll uh, you'll also realize too that we have very large contracts with the military and 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 a lot of the the engines you know you'll think about NASA and as we're moving the space shuttle we provided the engines that was able to move the shuttle around that came from wow. us um, that's awesome. When, it is. It's it's really awesome, and it's very exciting to be able to talk about how we're a part of of you know doing things. We're working on right now providing hydrogen cars with um, one of our suppliers. So that's going to impact our environment. We're very um, environmental conscious with being able to to make sure that we're doing what's positive for the earth and 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 being on that cutting edge is providing jobs um, and opportunities in the local communities that move us forward. When you look at the buses in a lot of the, of the cities, those buses are actually our, our hydrogen um, engineering things that we're already doing and they scrub the air. So, you know, when you get on a bus, you you really don't realize that, you know, you're you're maybe paying for this, but you're also scrubbing the air in the city um, from other carbon generating objects that you're sitting on a, on a Cummins bus that is not, you know, polluting your city. We're trying to provide very positive aspects to it. And people get excited about being able to do that, especially the new generation, on, on being a lot more savvier about how we take care of, you know, the environment and each other. Mm, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. So um, one thing that I actually talked a little bit about with the the keynote speaker at the QAD Midwest user group when he was on the podcast was talking about employee retention and what keeps people excited, motivated, and passionate about you know their jobs and the professional life. It's a big part of everyone's life. So I'm curious what uh, about Cummins or about your role or the team has has made you feel you know that it, hey this is a, a a good place to be. It's a you know um, I, I know you mentioned a little bit about the larger mission and obviously Cummins has articulated that mission to you well even and and maybe articulated also what your role is in that mission as you know the uh, brand or facing person for Cummins to their customers. So curious to hear a little bit more about what has retained you at Cummins and what what has brought you value um, that you want to stay there and retire there, you know? Definitely. I, it is is valuing people. You know, uh, at the end of the day, you can be able to say that cash is king, but let's be truthful. People make cash. It's about time, energy, um, that personal connection. You know, you can throw a lot of money at something. I think you've even seen some of that recently, you know, at uh, in our election. You know, there there was, you know, um, a lot of money that's been thrown and you didn't see that translating over into an aspect of people where they were gravitating towards it. People want to know that they are valued, um, that they are respected and that their time and energy is going to translate that to their family. Um, if you can't be able to translate that to your family and your passions, then you're going to lose out on a lot of people. And our core values really look at making sure you have an environment that respects each other, no matter the diversity of the person or the religion of the person. We have a very diverse workforce, which I'm very happy to see. And the cultures that we embrace, that is all around the world. We, we are definitely a worldwide company. We try to bring a lot of the um, 
the countries into the United States. So, you know, me as a local employee that I may not get over to China, I'll be able to work with people that are in our China office, um, South American office, be able to get an understanding of what's going on that Cummings is doing. And it get, it really opens up your eyes to realize that this is just bigger than just you and yourself. This this going all around the world and this is being val- very valued by other families. And so knowing that families and communities are being valued, and that's what I look for at this point in time in my life as I'm getting older because I'm getting towards my retirement. And so my focus really is this on giving back and making sure that the time that I've spent has been well worth it. And so it, knowing that I'm a part of an organization that's going to be around and I was able to give to that makes me want to stay. That's awesome. That is really, really great. I mean, that is a, I think that's a, a very rare uh, thing right now. Um, unfortunately, I feel like, it, you know, even within a public, a large public company, you know, that's even more rare. Uh, it is what I've found to have a culture that's uh, dedicated to core values and that, you, you know, everyone across the organization is able to see clearly how that company is living out those those values. So uh, very, very cool to hear about, hear that, you know, I'm excited by that. I'm excited about it also. I mean, I'm, I'm old enough to see that there were certain companies that were, were huge in a long, long ago. You know, I'll, I'll just throw out one name, Sears. I mean, you can remember when Sears wrote back, I mean, you, you would get to the Sears catalog, you would be looking through it. Well, Sears isn't as big boy on the block as it used to be. You know, right. sometimes, sometimes you can be big, but you also have to remember your 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 roots. And um, if you don't remember your roots, that tree comes tumbling down. Yeah, it's true, and it's uh, it's interesting. You know, um, especially in in a lot of the disruption that technology has brought uh, to various industries. Um, you know, the the Amazon effect, <laughs> as they say to various industries, it's been dislodging a lot of these big players. So I think you're very, you're spot on with that um, by, you know, they're big companies thinking that they're too big to really be touched. And then, you know, in, in three months, a uh, software product comes and totally upends their entire, you know, industry. It's a, it's a scary thing for big companies, but at the end of the day, like you said, um, you know, it's about people. So if you're able to foster that sort of culture and that environment, you know, it's a, a massive advantage over any, you know, trend or uh, disruption. So really great. Uh, I want to be mindful of your time here. Um, what other, any parting thoughts or anything for us uh, before we wrap up? Only thing I can think to myself is, is, you know, we're in a time where, you know, this COVID-19 and everyone's just like, well, what's going on? I Normally, when you have a shakeup, that's the most powerful time for the individual. So I'm going to say stay safe, stay healthy, and the best is yet to come. Yeah, that's great. I appreciate the positivity. It's a breath of fresh air for a lot of us. So thank you. That's not a problem. And I hope you'll get down here to Nashville with your wife sometime, too. Oh yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we look forward to that because uh, you know it's a it's a beautiful town, and uh, one of her close friends lives down there, and you know we'd love to to go visit. Well, we look forward to when we can be able to do that safely. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, thank you, Lisa. I appreciate your time, and uh, thank you for sharing some of the insights and some of your experiences with us. Thank you. You have a great day, Stephen. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thanks again for tuning in today, everyone. To keep up with our series, make sure you go and subscribe to the QAD Customer Podcast. For those of you kind enough to also leave a review of our podcast, I will be sending out a series of $25 Amazon gift cards. So make sure you head over to whatever platform you consume podcasts and leave a review. Thank you all. Until next time.